This is the View from the Couch podcast, and I'm your host, Pierce Wiesnar. And on the program today, I will be taking a look at the 2016 Champions League final. Most cup finals are pretty dull affairs that feature sides very afraid of losing. In the sweltering heat of Milan, both halves of Madrid did not shy away from the spotlight. From great tactics, great tackles, to some pretty great goal celebrations as well, this Champions League final was full of memorable moments as Real Madrid won their 11th European Cup over their crosstown rivals, Atletico Madrid. Once again, it was an all-Madrid affair, a rematch of the 2014 final where Real beat Atletico in Lisbon to secure La Decima, a 10th European Cup for Real, a historic night for both clubs involved as it was the first time two teams from the same city face each other in the final. Diego Godin scored to give Atletico the lead, but just before the final whistle, Sergio Ramos leveled it all up. And in extra time, Gareth Bale, Marcelo, and Ronaldo all scored to give Real Madrid their first European Cup since 2002. Two years later, the, ri- the rivals meet again, this time in Milan at the legendary San Siro. The circumstances surrounding the final were very different. The, the weight of winning La Decima was off Real's shoulders, and Atletico had won nine of the previous ten meetings against Real Madrid. Although Atletico were considered the underdogs with Diego Simeone at the helm, they are rarely found to be second best. As the world of sport converged on Milan, with the city of Madrid under the brightest lights once again, Zinedine Zidane and Diego Simeone picked two very different starting 11s. For Real, it was Keylor Navas in goal, Carvajal, Pepe, Sergio Ramos, and Marcelo as the back four, Casemiro Cruz, and Luka Modric are the midfield trio, supporting the BBC, Bale, Benzema, and Ronaldo. Atletico had Jan Oblak in goal, Juan Fran, Savage, Godin, and Felipe Luis as the flat back four. Augusto Fernandez, Saul, Coque, and Gabi are the midfield four, with Torres and Griezmann as the lone strike as the two lone strikers up top. For the first half, it started with Real Madrid seeking an early goal. Casemiro got on the end of a Gareth Bale free kick, which forced Atletico keeper Jan Oblak into action. The shot was saved off the line, but was an early sign of what was to come. As 15 minutes into the match, Tony Cruz launched a free kick into the box, which was flicked on by Gareth Bale, and Real Madrid captain Sergio Ramos tapped it past Oblak, giving the All-Whites a crucial first goal. Ramos looked a tad offside, when taking a look at the goal in slow motion, and Ramos was in a tussle with Savage. Calling an offside was going to be a very tough call. Nearly two dozen men in the box. Everyone's got a handful of jersey, and the game's moving at such a high speed. But at the end of the day, Atletico fans would feel very hard done by. But Real drew first blood, forcing Atletico to come out of their shell. The remainder of the first half was very bizarre, as Real looked more like Atleti than Atleti. Real were confident in possession. Cruz and Modric were running the show in the midfield, both having the uncanny ability to pop up everywhere and keep the ball moving. Atletico were unable to shut them down and left vulnerable to a second goal. Real also also defended extremely well in the first half. They were compact and sat deep, neutralizing the pace of Antoine Griezmann. The Frenchman had no room to run in behind. Instead, he was forced to come deep to get involved in any Atleti attack which Real was more than happy to allow. At one point, he took a wild shot from about 35 yards out, an early sign of his frustration. For all his talent, he was unable to unlock the Real defense. Atletico Madrid are built from back to front. Their identity, philosophy, and club ethos come from their ability to stifle the opposition and hit them on the counter. When the red and whites are forced to attack, 
especially in the first half, they lacked any ideas and creativity to break down the opposition. In the second half, Atletico Madrid came out a very different side. Whatever Simeone told his team at halftime clearly worked as the intensity and effort levels were raised. Shortly after kickoff, Fernando Torres got fouled by Pepe in the box, giving Atletico a penalty kick. The challenge from Pepe was terrible. He had no chance of getting to the ball first or even getting it cleanly as Torres was always favored. In big moments, big players have to step up. Antoine Griezmann scored 32 goals in all competitions during the season and decided to take the penalty kick. After Keller Navas got a yellow card for delaying the penalty kick, Griezmann hit the crossbar, a game-changing moment that will have Atleti fans wondering, what if? The missed penalty kick bailed out Pepe as well because he fouled Torres. Once again, Diego Simeone had to urge his men to dig deep in order to find the equalizer. Things were helped by the arrival of Yana Carrasco. Felipe Luis was a lone bright spot for Atleti going forward in the first half, and with another attacking talent, Real Madrid were put under some pretty real pressure. However, Real were also able to find space on the counterattack. Jan Oblak stopped Karim Benzema on a 1v1 situation. It was a big save that helped keep Real at bay and keep Atleti in the game. A few minutes later, Ronaldo and Bale had chances blocked as Atletico defenders were throwing their bodies all around, doing anything they could to stop their crosstown rivals from securing a second goal and possibly putting the game out of reach. The game was end-to-end at this point after Atletico had stopped at Real Foray forward. They found their equalizers as halftime substitute Carrasco will be forever remembered, not just for his goal, but for a celebration that went viral. After causing trouble immediately after coming on, Carrasco got to the end of a Juan Fran cross, and when he scored, he found his girlfriend in the crowd and gave her a kiss, which makes me wonder if this now iconic goal celebration will be in the next FIFA game. The full 90 minutes ended one apiece as both teams headed into extra time in different directions. Atletico were a different team in the second half, asking questions Real had trouble answering. With a missed penalty, they embodied the spirit they have become known for and forged ahead to find that crucial goal. Atletico looked likely to find a second and win the game in extra time. Real looked off the pace and had trouble dealing with the heat, humidity, and pressure from their rivals. Tony Cruz was key in the first half but was subbed off and his absence was felt in the second half. In extra time, Atletico surged forward and looked likely that it was going to be only a matter of time before they found the game winner. Carrasco was having a field day against Danilo and looked likely to be the source of the next goal. However, Real Madrid just didn't spend that final half an hour on the back foot. Ronaldo had a clear header off a corner, fall tamely to Oblak. Bale had a shot blocked by a wave of wet and right shirts. And Lucas Vasquez had a shot blocked as well. At the end of extra time, the final whistle blew and penalties would decide the next Champions League winner. Penalties, they are the ultimate lottery, as there is no way to really properly train for penalties on such an occasion. No matter how many penalties you take in training or in games during the season, there's nothing like penalties in a cup final. Both teams look drained of all energy, especially Real, because Bale and Ronaldo needed extensive training to really deal with these cramps. As hard as penalties are on the mine, one had to wonder if the match would be ultimately be decided by which team could walk to the penalty spot without getting a cramp. Real Madrid won the toss and took penalties in front of their fans. Lucas Vasquez, Marcelo, Bale, and Ramos all converted from 12 yards out. Griezmann, Gabi, and Saul did as well. And in a moment no one wishes upon their mortal enemy, Juan Fran hit the post, missing his penalty, allowing Cristiano Ronaldo to win the game for Real Madrid with the final kick of the match. Real Madrid won 5-3 on penalties, winning their 11th European Cup. 
In a match that so often disappoints, this one was full of talking points. There wasn't really much between both sides as the scoreline showed how close the match really was. Unlike the 2014 final where Real Madrid ran away in extra time to a 4-1 final score, this time we got the excitement of a penalty shootout. 11-time winners Real Madrid viewed this as their competition. Winning the first five in a row, it's easy to see why. So much of this club's history, its identity is wrapped up in winning European Cups. This is what this club is all about, winning the biggest prize in club football. I think everyone can agree Pepe should be ashamed of himself. With the world watching, he put on an Oscar-worthy performance, attempting to con referee Mark Clattenburg by flailing around on the pitch, trying to get opposition players sent off, thankfully. The referee saw through the ruse, and in a moment of cinematic magic, Cameron Scott Clattenburg shaking his head as he stood over Pepe rolling around on the floor. For all the acting of Pepe, his performance didn't ruin a special night for Real. The midfield trio of Modric, Cruz, and Casemiro were key to everything for the boys in white. Real lacked a midfield destroyer in recent years, and is really not the Galactico way. However, with Zidane in charge, Casemiro played a critical role in breaking up the Atletico attacks in the midfield, stopping any momentum. Sergio Ramos was awarded the man of the match, and deservedly so. While he was marginally offside for his goal, he was immense at the back. When Atletico went direct, crossing balls into the box, he won countless headers and was keeping his team in the match. This season for Real Madrid started with an appointment of a manager few wanted to see take the job and end with a legendary player running his name among the club's managerial greats. Many, including myself, were very skeptical of Zidane's midseason appointment, as he didn't have much experience. He won La Decima as the assistant manager under Carlo Ancelotti before moving to the kids. On January 4th, when Benitez was sacked, Zidane was promoted to the senior squad and won the Champions League only five months later. Zidane becomes the seventh man to win the Champions League final, to win the Champions League as a player as well as a manager. Whatever doubts the football world had about his ability have now been silenced. While Ronaldo scored the winning penalty, giving the world another glimpse of his impeccable body, he didn't really have a memorable game. Rumors were swirling that he wasn't fully fit after getting a knock during training before the match. Even with a few shots, he wasn't the difference maker we've grown accustomed to over the years. Two years ago in Lisbon, he had a similar game, nullified by Atletico only to end the match with the ball in the back of the net without a shirt and the trophy held above his head. Real Madrid won the second Champions League title in three years. Winning their 11th showed a different side of Real. Zidane got his tactics spot on, giving Atletico headaches whenever they tried to attack. Every time someone, someone wins the Champions League, you have to wonder if they can repeat. In the Champions League era, no team has ever repeated. Now it's early days to wonder if Real can do it again, but a team of their resources on the pitch as well as off it, they really are going to be among the favorites next year. Under Diego Simeone, Atletico Madrid have reached new heights, winning La Liga, the Copa del Rey, the Spanish Super Cup, the Europa League, and UEFA Super Cup. The man has won everything but the Champions League. Simeone has made the club into a superpower in Spain as well as a force to be reckoned with on the continent. However, is this as far as the club can go? Breaking up the duopoly of Barcelona and Real Madrid in Spain was a task many thought impossible, but they found a way to win La Liga. Even with their new ownership structure as 20% of the club is owned by the wealthiest man in China, one has to wonder if Atletico can really break into that top bracket of football clubs. The rare air where Bayern, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Manchester United reside. Now I would put Juventus up there as well, but some would disagree. It really tells you how the mentality of the club has changed under Simeone, as they spent 14 years 
without a win against Real before 2013. Now they're battling the elite of the elite in the world of football. With increasing interest from foreign clubs and a second Champions League final loss to Real, Simeone thinking about leaving. Now normally I would say no, as it tends to be nothing more than just clickbait, but this time it really does feel different. This loss really could signal the end of a cycle for certain players in the team. While I don't think he would head to England, but I think I remember him saying something about how he would like to coach in Italy where he spent time as a player. Jan Oblak was a rock at the back during the match, making key saves that kept Atleti in the match. However, he was also a rock during the penalty shootout. To the untrained eye, Oblak was motionless as Real scored all five penalty kicks. Yet during such a vital moment, it's all about guessing the right way, and Oblak guessed the wrong way every single time. And to make matters worse, Real scored on the same side on, on, on all their penalty kicks, Oblak's left. For fans of the red and white, there are two what-if moments that will keep you up at night. For the first being, what if Griezmann scored his penalty? While he converted his penalty during the shootout, that miss at the start of the second half really could have tipped the scales for Atletico and potentially could have given them the belief to win inside 90 minutes, but we'll never know as what could have happened if Yana Krasko started the match. The first half, Atletico lacked any ideas about breaking down the Real defense. Griezmann needed a partner to link up with as Fernando Torres failed to complete a single pass in the opening 45 minutes. Krasko terrorized Danilo, scored the equalizer, and looked the most likely source to score the next between both sides. If Atletico had his dynamism to start the match, how different would things have been in the first half? Now that wraps up another fantastic Champions League final and a great game to conclude another year of club football. Up next are the Copa Americas, the Euros, and the Summer Olympics. What a great summer of international football this is looking to be. This has been another View from the Couch podcast. Thanks for listening.